0: Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful
1: fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate. Thank you so much for joining us. In this episode, I am actually going to use some audio From An interview I did with Justice Radford Now Justice, you've heard on our podcast before Um, I had him on a couple of times Um, He's had me on his podcast He does the Justice for All podcast And like two or three other ones For the Buffalo Fanbase um, Network And their YouTube channel um, Their podcast network I absolutely check out his work if you haven't already Uh, But I thought there were some cool discussions That came up that don't um, often organically come up uh, In a normal uh, podcast or anything that I've done recently so I thought I would share that with you guys um, the first thing was a really cool segment which was called poetic justice where uh, justice pits uh, two different uh, podcasters against each other for a specific topic and um, we kind of make our arguments uh, for and against a certain uh, bill's topic and he is the judge in that area and the third person or the third guest is the jury now on this episode obviously justice was the judge um i was with charlie gross and adam Zentek, um that you probably know from uh their own podcast uh Charlie has like three or four different podcasts and Adam does one for built in Buffalo. So it was really cool to uh, discuss these topics with them. And then after that, um, we discussed potential trade options for Brandon Bean uh, coming this, uh, this training camp. Cause you know how Brandon Bean likes to wheel and deal and maybe get a, a late round pick or a day three pick for a certain player. So we kind of go over some potential trade options. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Um, if I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, if you do, definitely uh go over to the youtube channel over there uh go over to their podcast network buffalo fam base it's the official uh podcast and uh, youtube channel for the bills mafia um check them out listen to the whole thing it was a fun time we also did another one about patrick Mahomes v josh allen um and i actually had to argue for patrick Mahomes, which was very weird i did not think i would be able to do that but uh i did the best with what i could and i think i i think i did pretty well even though i didn't didn't necessarily agree with uh Or believe anything I said. (laughs) So without further ado, uh, some poetic justice. I am super excited. Uh, We are going to
2: get into poetic justice. Okay. With our first debate, we're going to have Nate versus Charlie. All right. And we're going to have Adam Z as the jury. Right. Now, of course, obviously it's poetic justice, you know, justice is the judge. But we are going to have a Ken Dorsey versus Brian Dayball debate. Okay. Now, we're gonna see. All right, these guys are gonna have to come, you know, with their opinion, and and me and me and Adam will will give our thoughts as well on who we think had the better argument. Our bias in this between who we think is actually better doesn't mean anything, okay? This is who has the better argument and who we think we'd give, you know, the the answer to based off of uh, what these guys said, okay? So without further ado. Okay. All right, so that's my cool little poetic justice graphic, all right? Are you guys ready for this? <laughs> All right, (laughs) so uh, Adam versus Nate. I'm sorry, Adam versus Charlie. Now I asked both of these guys earlier. um, Nate versus Charlie, my guy. Did I keep it? I'm totally off. Nate versus Charlie. Um, I asked these guys earlier who would be who who is the better offensive coordinator, and essentially who do you trust more with your offense and Josh Allen going forward? And we got a little bit of a little bit of a discrepancy there. Um, So. Uh, the uh, let's go. The plaintiff. All right. Is my man, Nate here. OK, he says he likes Ken Dorsey. He likes Ken Dorsey. He thinks Ken Dorsey is going to be the better offensive coordinator. And of course, Charlie Gross is the defendant. Charlie Gross, you have to defend your boy, Brian Dayball. And I made Brian Dayball, the defendant, because we've seen his resume. We've seen what he's done with maybe the best quarterback talent has ever walked the planet. And, you know, we've seen the results, the good, the bad, the ugly. So, uh, we haven't seen anything from Ken Dorsey at all, essentially. So he is going to be the plaintiff and, uh, we're going to make it happen that way. So without further ado, you get a argument. (laughs) Not the most. (laughs) You get, uh, you, you get an argument, right? You also get a rebuttal and then you get a final statement. In the in you know the the debate this debate right all right so we're going to start with Nate why is Ken Dorsey the better offensive coordinator?
1: Well, first of all, let me just state that uh, if this was a regular trial, that I would be the Johnny Depp of this trial, and uh, Charlie would be the Amber Heard. Um, <laughs> wow. um, no, I, yeah, yeah, shots fired, wow. right? No, I. Uh, um, objection Did, hearsay. <laughs> Are you objection Charlie, You real make real a question?
0: beautiful Amber Heard, by the way. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I was thanks. I was going for Camille, but I guess well, whatever. Um
1: <laughs> uh, so so I'll say this. I, I don't dislike Brian Dable or anything like that. Like I, I definitely have a lot of respect and appreciation for Brian Dable and all he's done for the Bills offense. Um at some point though throughout his tenure as offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills and with uh, as much success as Josh Allen was having, at one point you start to wonder, is the success because of Josh Allen or Brian Dable or both? And at the end of this, this past season when the Bills were struggling offensively, it was in my opinion that it wasn't Josh Allen struggling, it was Brian Dable holding Josh Allen back. Brian Dable is a very creative offensive coordinator, but it was almost like, and Justice, you said this on our podcast we were talking about Brian Dable and uh, Ken Dorsey, and Brian Dable he's kind of like an evil genius right, like he knows exactly uh, exactly, by the way I'm playing right into you as a jury, by the way Justice if you didn't notice that, I'm I'm definitely doing that, so, um, but you're like he's an evil genius, because he has the ideas in his head, but he just can't completely uh you know, commit and and actually follow through and and succeed. Because if you looked at simple things like the AFC divisional game against the Chiefs and the Tyron Matthew goes out in the first quarter and the Bills don't even decide to attack the backup safety until like the fourth quarter. I mean it's just and you saw how much success that they had when they did. Um am I more likely to believe that you know, it was Josh Allen that was just like, "Screw it, I'm doing it." Or was it Brian Dable is like, "Okay, well, finally, d- I I put it on Josh Allen." There comes a time where I think the, your offensive coordinator is holding back your quarterback if your quarterback is that good. And I think Brian Dable was doing that. Brian Dable is a is a very good offensive coordinator. Um, he's never succeeded without a quarterback by the name of Josh Allen, by the way. Um, but. I think, I think they both relied on each other for success. I think in the beginning, Brian Dable was Josh Allen's training wheels. And Josh Allen, he's, he's all grown up now. He can pedal the bike all by himself. And uh, he doesn't need a coordinator. I like Ken Dorsey. And the reason why I like Ken Dorsey is because if you've ever had a job where you've been under a manager who has made decisions that made you scratch your head and you're like, why is he doing this? Why are they making that decision with the clients? Why are they making the decision on this project? You know, why are they deciding to go in this direction? And then you think about, well, what if I had the opportunity to do it? What would I do differently? And I think he took all those last few years of looking at that option and said, Hey, when I get the opportunity, this is what I'm going to do differently. Not only that is he's going to have Josh Allen's, uh, he's going to have more of a say than Josh Allen is going to have more of a say in the offense than he ever has because he handpicked the offensive coordinator. And it's going to be more so of like a Peyton Manning, you know, insert offensive coordinator relationship where, you know, Peyton Manning makes the calls, you know, you know, offensive coordinator, you know, has some input, but really it's going to be Josh Allen's, Offense in this so I like Brian Dable um, I think Ken Dorsey's is going to bring New wrinkles and new designs and he's Going to kind of make up for some of the Predecessors uh, shortcomings
2: All right. So I must admit The opening statement was a Lot better than I thought It was going to go so Thank you Nate for that amazing uh, You know opening Statement in your debate all right Uh, Charlie, now it's time for your opening statement. What you got for us, bro?
3: Well, you know, I first of all, my client Brian Dable can't believe the slanderous stuff coming from, you know, Nate and Ken Dorsey. First of all, without Brian Dable, Josh Allen may not be Josh Allen. Brian Dable was the offensive coordinator of the number one offense in the NFL in 2020. The number three offense in 2021. Whose job is it to draft offensive linemen? Not Brian Dables. That's Brandon Bean. Brandon Bean has had some issues drafting offensive linemen. Brian Dable, to his credit, did the best that he could. Nate's client, Ken Dorsey, is going to reap the benefits and the laurels Of all my clients' hard work, my client was more instrumental than, you know, only Josh Allen himself was only more instrumental than Brian Dable in developing Josh Allen. And now, Ken Dorsey gets to come in. He gets to see the mistakes. He didn't come in here on the ground floor. He has the benefit of hindsight. He's going to add something to my client's foundation that's already here. And is he going to make it better? Maybe. Also... Ken Dorsey has never called a play, to my knowledge, in the NFL. So how's that going to go? We don't know. Now, did Brian Dable have some inconsistencies? Perhaps. Perhaps. But we're putting the cart before the horse, if you will, with Ken Dorsey. We've never even seen the guy do it. And he comes in easy mode, and he's got Josh Allen. Where would Phil Jackson be without Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Kobe Bryant? You know who else hasn't done anything? What did Bill Belichick do without Tom Brady? So what's Ken Dorsey going to do without Josh Allen? What did Brian Dable do without Josh Allen? Nothing. They're generational players. So, of course, the coaches are going to look good. Ken Dorsey's going to look good. He's going to be smiling his big smile with his luscious locks, his baseball hat, call and plays. And he better thank my client, Brian Dable, and Josh Allen when he gets a head coaching job in two or three years.
2: That was absolutely beautiful, guys. A hundred percent. That was that was amazing. All right, so we're gonna get into rebuttals momentarily. I do have to let you guys know. In rebuttals, two objections are allowed. So Nate, if he's making slanderous, you know, propositions about your client, you can object to it. All right. Same goes for you, Charlie. But before we get into rebuttals, Adam, my man, Adam, we, we saw. Uh, A nice little battle in the first round well what are your thoughts so far about
0: uh how it's going i'm gonna be impartial and i'm gonna point out some some flaws in both of the arguments nate to to bring up uh the afc championship game and to not mention the three straight rushing attempts coming out of the half was a disservice to your argument and should have been brought up immediately Uh, And Charlie, I think that your argument that uh, Dable made Josh Allen, we'll have to wait and see what he does uh, with his new quarterback. But I would argue that Jordan Palmer is just as much to credit for Josh Allen's success than Brian Dable.
2: All right. All right. We got some notes from our man, Adam C. All right. We're going to get into rebuttals and we're going to flip it around a little little bit. Charlie, you go first in rebuttals. Of course, uh, you know, Nate, you, you can object if you like. If you hear anything, you don't, you know don't agree with you think is over the top of course let us know and you know we'll make a ruling uh go ahead with your rebuttal to uh you know what nate said in his opening statements uh, Charlie. Goes.
3: well i just like to defend my client once again by saying he laid the foundation he's been in the pressure situation we have yet to see ken dorsey In the pressure situation, and it may be more of a pressure situation. Objection, speculation,
1: speculation, (laughs) (laughs) objection, speculation on uh, on a coach that's never coached before is an offensive coordinator. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Let's,
3: Let's see how Ken Dorsey handles the pressure of coordinating the NFL's number one offense, the NFL's best player, before we throw my client under the bus
2: fair enough fair enough Nate do you have a rebuttal for uh Mr. Gross here
1: you know I could look at a lot of the things that happened poorly for the Bills offense and mind you the Bills had a a very good offense um in 2020 and 2021 I don't think anyone would disagree with that um I think you could make the argument though that even in success that there are Points that you can make to succeed even more and to grow from that. I believe the growth mindset is something that Coach Sean McDermott preaches and believes
3: in uh, wholeheartedly. Hearsay, foundation.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I I retract. That's no, I don't. Um. So
3: <laughs> I uh,
1: one of the things that always boggled my mind, um, besides the three straight run plays that uh, that Adam brought up, was just you know it, it had to do with the coaching of the personnel. To begin with, like, if you look at the Bills offensive line, um, they really started to put it together, both, both pass blocking and run blocking when Ryan Bates got into the lineup. And you ask yourself, well, why did Ryan Bates get into the lineup? Well, it was because it was just a rash of injuries. It was between Cody Ford. It was between, you know, Ike Butker. And then they finally, finally put in Ryan Bates and he ends up being one of the best interior offensive linemen on the team. So you have to ask yourself, why did that happen? How was that missed? How was, practice shown that they just didn't give the guy a chance was that Sean McDermott's fault or was it more likely Brian Dable's fault was it his ability to not really understand his personnel and we talked about isaiah mckenzie earlier i think isaiah mckenzie is a weapon brian dable just refused to use him on anything besides a stupid jet sweep so um we'll definitely see when
3: objections the jet sweep is not stupid i
1: was gonna say i object the jet sweep is so cool (laughs) it's cool it's cool i just want to see him used for more than just a fake run play or whatever i just i think he can do more i want to see more out of him, I want to see if Brian Dable will be able to succeed with uh, Daniel Jones. I mean, if he's that good, um, uh, he just hasn't been able to succeed with anyone but Josh Allen. So uh, I think I think Brian Dable is a good offensive coordinator, and I think he'll succeed in... I won't even say I, I think he'll succeed as a head coach. I'm not really sure. Uh, but... Um, I, I I just think I'm looking forward to what Ken Dorsey can bring, especially as a guy who's played quarterback. And a guy who has a vote of confidence from my quarterback is the guy who uh, gets a vote of confidence from me. All right. Sounds
2: good. Sounds good. I like it. Oh, man. Adam, we, we got a tough decision here to make. All right. um, I, I Okay. I have to go to the jury. I have to ask the jury. Jury. Brian Dayball on accounts of being an irresponsible offensive coordinator and will be a worse offensive coordinator than Ken Dorsey in the 2022-2023 NFL season, how do you find Mr. Brian Dayball?
0: I got to say not guilty based on the argument. Wow, we got not guilty I, I will say, I will say, Charlie had a better opening statement. It sounded like Nate made the point of why um, Dable wasn't the guy, as opposed to why Dorsey was the guy. But Nate came back hot with that rebuttal. That was—he he definitely dominated that round. It's just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's very difficult because of the fact that Dorsey has not been an OC, although he has worked with Josh Allen. I'm personally excited, and I think Dorsey's going to be better. But based on the arguments alone, I got to give it to my man Charlie. All right, can't be mad at it. Did can't you eat. did
1: you forget that I'm I'm Johnny
3: Depp in this one? <laughs> <look at>
1: <laughs> I told you in the beginning
0: that Charlie paid me. That's that's the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Should should
3: I have been over here grimacing and and looking at you in a snarky way the whole time? <laughs> have you ever
1: seen someone look at the jury more than Amber Heard looks at the jury? I feel like that's what Charlie was doing, looking over to the left. I was like, geez, I yeah, get not, I'm not to very get lost. Not
3: too too off topic, but there's been a guy who's been like in there, and he says that most of the jury has actually turned their chairs, so their back is now to her because they, like, felt really awkward.
0: <laughs> That's the terrible. Oh my God. I will say that was an excellent argument, though, from both of you. That was really great. Like I said, Charlie really took the cake with the opening statement, but, Nate, you bounced back really well with that rebuttal. That was an excellent, excellent argument.
2: So, Nate, since you're the jury member for this next, uh, what do they call trials? Since you're the jury member for this next trial, I have to ask you, who do you think is in the running to be a Brandon Bean special this year, according to Vince. Uh, It's a player who gets flipped for a late round pick or probably higher than what they probably should command on the market.
1: Yeah. I like, I like what he said about Cody Ford. I think, you know, just the need for offensive linemen around the NFL and the way that Brandon Bean has been able to, uh, get picks for guys like this uh, I think Cody Ford I, I'm worried that he's he's been so underwhelming though that play teams might just look the other way um, I like the Zach Moss pick because I see that they can't keep Devin Singletary, James Cook, Zach Moss and Duke Johnson I kind of see Duke as the odd guy out because James Cook and Duke Johnson are somewhat similar um, and they're definitely not going to get rid of James Cook but I mean they might want two James Cooks instead of you know, someone that's Devin Singletary and, and like him. Um, here's one that I think is something that might happen to, which is at a position that's advantageous for uh, trading and who he has traded in the past. And last year he traded Daryl Johnson for, I believe a seventh round pick to the Carolina Panthers. I could see him potentially um, trading away AJ Epinesa if he doesn't take the next step. Um, I I think it's between Boogie Basham and A.J. Epinesa. I'm sorry, A.J. Epinesa. But them already having, you know, this being A.J.'s third camp, and Boogie really only got, you know, one off offseason. Um, I think they're leaning more towards A.J. Epinesa as a guy that, uh, that could be on the roster bubble. And they brought in Shaq Lawson, and I could see him easily stepping up in that role and being a better rotational player at this point than A.J. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's not the case, but... Um, I could see them doing that for him. I'm hoping they get more than just like a seventh or sixth round for AJ because he was a second-round pick. I'm hoping it's more like a fourth or a fifth. But, yeah, those are the guys I see.
2: That's a very good one, Nate. I, I honestly, I didn't think about that. AJ Epinesa could very well you know, be in the running for someone who – gets traded you know there's a lot of players in his position now and this is a really really long rotation and you know maybe he's the eye man up so uh we'll see what happens very good answer Nate. Um, I, I like that one a lot
4: HELLO! <laughs>